Help our network grow by pledging to our Patreon. From now until the end of the year, we are asking our listeners to donate a minimum of $1. In order to keep the network alive, we need to hit 100 subscribers before the end. So help us keep the lights on by heading over to www.patreon.com slash Digital. Check out the podcast description of this episode for details. That's kind of morbid. I think I need to rewrite that. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Before the end, we're all going to die. We live off of morsels that we purchase with the money you send us. <laughs> they have all this, five of you. They have this chained up. If we don't get to 100, they will not release us. Yeah. We are writing to you via a transcriber because we are cuffed and bound. We cannot move. Please help us. Care to step outside? We get into this. Superman. Oh, my sorry. You are The lasso of Hastia compels me to reveal the truth. I'm Batman. Meow. Find me with my hands. Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Hello and welcome to DC on RMD, Batwoman edition on Rain Man Digital. Find us on demand on your favorite podcast provider. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm your host, Lauren. I have Paul with me. Hey. And I've got Bob. Hello, hello. What's up? Uh, so we are now three episodes into Batwoman. Things are progressing slowly, smoothly. Actually, not even slowly. Like they're just they're chugging along. It's going going I get, well. I gotta say, while it's just now being cut out of the background, I have not heard the theme play in the show at all yet. I don't I don't know where that comes from. Like watching it on the CW app, they don't, there's no beginning. It doesn't play any music. It just episode. Here we go. There's, there's like absolutely a little theme thing when the Batwoman font comes up and like the logo. I've never seen that. Okay. (laughs) Well, I I saw it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I love that app. That app sucks so much. Oh, you don't have to lie because we've been cursing the app for five fucking seasons. Because, like, I would be a huge supporter of the app if it didn't take so much more time to watch the episode. But how would we not, like, I know now that if I need to graduate high school, I can do it at the 54-minute point of the television show. <laughs> Primavera, right? Perfect. Nope. Yeah, crushed uh, it. It's online. Okay, but, <laughs> sorry. It's legitimately been the same commercial it for five seasons. It literally has. Um but I mean, we've talked about it before. You know, I would absolutely throw CW a few bucks a month for. I don't know why people don't cash in on that. Because you could have like two options. Yeah, give me give me an ad free four dollar a month version. Yeah, I'll pay that. Fuck yeah. I'd also really Shit, like I'll it. Pay five bucks to be on like <gasps> you big spender you PlayStation because the computer and also my Fire Stick, which are the only places I can get the app to work that it's available. <laughs> It's awful on the fire stick. I'd rather just watch it on my computer. Yeah. It's so slow and just, I I hate it. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on your fire stick too and how old it is. Mine's pretty old and it's kind of, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know why they're not cashing in on that because, um, you know, still get the ads because I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to watch it for free. Let them watch it for free with the ads, you know? And then there's people like me who 
I feel like my time is valuable, at least to me. And I would much rather pay a few dollars a month to not spend an extra 30 minutes in front of the TV watching these shows. Correct. Um, Even if you were to give me a pre-roll option. Yeah. I'll watch your Primavera commercial at the beginning. Yeah. I'll go make myself a sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'll come back and watch the whole episode. Or even like a big commercial break in the middle. Like whatever. Just... Uh, it's just aggravating. I With hate the, it. It takes so it's long. It's time to go to the lobby song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, you don't have to lie about the app. It sucks and it could be great. It's better than it used to be, though. I tell you what. Um, I used to, it used to just not play videos in anything close to HD. And, oh, yeah. And repeat the trash. same commercial for like 30 minutes. Oh, good God. Yeah, it was the worst. Um, And at least now, actually on my computer, it auto mutes the ads. Which is great. So an ad will start playing, it'll just like mute it. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. I had to stop watching. I think it's on purpose. (laughs) I had to stop watching on my computer because the ad blocker prevented the ads. And so the show wouldn't play anymore. Oh. Damn. Well, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's, uh, let's talk about this episode. We have Batwoman season one, episode three to talk about. Down, down, down. The the Triple D, directed by the Triple D, Dermot Daniel Downs, written by Holly Henderson and Don Whitehead. Um, this week, what happened, Paul? What happened this week? She uh, she got the suit. Hush wasn't hush. And mom is bad. <laughs> God damn it. You're not supposed to read what was put. <laughs> We're giving you work. I should have just deleted that just so you could come up with it. <laughs> Um, Why? When it's I, funny. <laughs> I was really looking forward to this episode. Since, uh, you weren't? Well, no. Nah, I mean, whatever. I was really looking forward to this episode because Tommy Elliott. And we've we've it has been out there that Tommy Elliott was going to be in this episode mm-hmm. for quite some time. So I was pretty excited about that. And Okay, don't get into it. Quite okay, yet. yeah. Let me let me preface this. For anyone listening to this show who listens to our CW shows but maybe doesn't listen to wayne talk or anything else like uh any sort of hush review we did (laughs) if you don't listen to our other hush content there's as many as one other thing so (laughs) but you might not be familiar with how myself or especially paul feel about hush and and the character hush and tommy elliott as a whole um so, tell everyone how you feel about Hush, first of all, for anyone that doesn't know. Hush is a really cool guy. <laughs> Got a cool Band-Aid face. He does a lot of Aristotle quotes. Um, Explain who Hush is. Okay, so Hush is Tommy <laughs> Elliott. Tommy Elliott was uh, Bruce's best friend as a little boy, and... he His parents got into a car accident, and one of them survived because dr thomas wayne is a very good surgeon um and so you know tommy got to keep one of his parents while bruce lost both of them um long story short turns out one up in him (laughs) that that car accident was actually caused by tommy he cut the brakes so that as a little boy he could inherit all of his parents money and then he went on to become a surgeon uh they immediately kind of switched some of that in this, I don't know how how far into the actual episode do we want to get? Because I definitely have no, things no, to we're talk talking, about. No, we're talking. We're just talking about Hush and Tommy in general. So, do you? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. 
Everyone that's listening to this should have seen the episode probably. And if they haven't, they're okay with spoilers. So, And and we never go in order. We we talk (laughs) about what's important to us. So in this episode, they they introduce Tommy Elliott and he, right off the bat, he knows that Bruce is Batman. And because we have seen, you know, there have been pictures and sightings of Kate in the Batsuit, he assumes that Batman... Well, because Batman is in town, Bruce is definitely back. So he's out for some revenge against Bruce because he paid the Riddler to deduce who the Batman was. Now, here's where things get fucking weird, because in this, Tommy Elliott is apparently a real estate mogul. He is. They make no mention to him being a doctor or surgeon at all. And his vendetta against Bruce is because Bruce is Batman and his vendetta against Batman is that Batman is the one who saved his mother from the car accident that he tried to cause. Okay, cool. But how fucking old is he? He looks like mid thirties. Yeah. Probably and, around the same age as Bruce and this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause they grew up together. Yeah. So how did Batman save his mother from a car accident they, 13 no, no, years no. ago? No, no, no. He, um, the car accident didn't happen when he was a kid. It happened when he was an adult. But he was with the mother for 13 years after the accident. Yeah. I think they're probably closer to like 38 or something like that. Um, because if you think about it, Batman saved uh, Kate from that car accident when she was a child. Right. She is now an adult ass woman. All right. That Okay. Okay. I guess I was, I was having issues with the math there, but I guess that tracks because we really don't know how old... We don't know how old he is yet, but the, although but, he should be about the same age as Tommy, yeah, no, he sh- he should. Um, but it seems like Tommy's actually probably closer to like late thirties, more than anything else. At least that's that's my takeaway he, from him visually. He does have money. Um, but I mean, if you <laughs> so he has had plastic surgery, He's just, he takes care of himself. He can so, afford all those stem cells to rub on his face nightly. It's true. Um, so thinking about it, I buy the dead me, babies and put them on my face. Makes me get look good. How do I, I keep my like girlish glow? Oh my god, I'm gonna kill someone. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I like I've said one word in like three minutes. Anyway, I'll stop. Talk about the dead babies some more. No, it's fine. It's out. No, the dead babies are already it's dead. Fine, they're already on my face. Um, I think the timeline works out. I think it. I think it it matches up correctly, um, at least moderately with what we know from comics and stuff, you know, at least somewhat close to that. Because if um, if Kate is what she's probably like 20, she's in her early 20s. To my knowledge, does anybody actually know how old Ruby Rose is? Mm. Come on, Internet, don't fail me now. Ruby Rose, how old are you? I, f- I feel like she's 30-ish. Yeah, 33. So she's 33 years old. Um, also uses babies on her face. <laughs> listen, man, I get mistaken for like a child person plenty, and I'm almost 30. I'm almost 40, and when I shave, I get carded a lot. Yeah, who are you, little boy? Yeah. You don't belong in this studio. <laughs> it's weird because my wiener's out. Uh-oh. What? That's why they call me little boy when I shave. Never mind. Oh, he didn't mean his face. Oh. <laughs> He meant his junk, his his penile junk. I don't know what's wrong with that's me. a smooth shave, then, man. <laughs> I'll continue to shut up. All right, so moving wow. on, then. Um, I guess then my biggest and only real remaining issue is just what a hard on he has to fuck over Bruce immediately 
because this is just Tommy. He hasn't even like become the character of Hush and he is sent to Arkham by the end of the episode. So he could absolutely get out and blah, 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 whatever, or we'll never see him again. And either way, it's, it's a Batwoman show. So it's fine. If he doesn't come back, I was just really excited because a big thing for Hush in his character is plastic surgerying himself to look like Bruce to fuck up Bruce's life yeah. when Bruce was out of action for a period of time. And this show, the whole synopsis of this show is a perfect opportunity for him to do that. Um, so do, do you see, we'll see future seasons maybe going that route now that he knows that Batman is somebody isn't, else? Yeah. Now that he isn't around. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. And I'd love to see it. We'll see what happens. Honestly, I just want like a live action representation of hush. That's, Give me that trench coat and the Band-Aid face. That's I think cool. I think the things that you have a gripe with are things that are okay to have a gripe with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all of the things that I'm hoping for don't have to happen, and there's no obligation for them to happen because this is Batwoman. The fact that we got Tommy Elliot at all... It's cool. It's it's a little it's a little nod. And all in all, I think this episode was leaps and bounds better than the animated Hush movie. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Bat. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for the Hush edition of Batwoman. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, okay, okay. So uh, I'm going to direct this at you, Lauren. Okay. Just because, you know, historically speaking, we've seen major characters come into our shows. Mm-hmm. And that they get they get written off in these one off things, and they're somebody major to us. Like I think Flash is number one at taking the Rogues Gallery and making them nobodies. Oh yeah. And I, do you I, guys remember Huntress? I remember Huntress. Are we just going to continue to mention big characters okay. that were written off real quick? Just sit in the corner. It's okay. Just if you need to cry, it's all right. I, I, go on, I already Bob. Am. Go on. But so I like I, again. Maybe I'm just kind of. It, you know, looking at the history of how CW has done these things, I I hope they don't do that with this character. I might be actually crying a little bit. I'm a little... It doesn't... It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I just watched him shake. <sighs> you know, when you're, like, trying not to let tears fall down your face, and you just kind of, like, shake your eyes and, like, tilt your eyes backwards a little bit, just <laughs> shake your head and try and get them to go away on their own? Yeah. He just did that. Okay, go on. No, I mean, I, I, I don't want them. I don't want to believe they villain of the week to him. But history says that they just villain of the week to him. He's not dead. So we'll see what happens. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, but either were half the Flash people that ever, you know, floating around. They'll come back. Yeah, but it's there was, only season what? Five or six or seven. There was. <laughs> They've only been locked in that basement this whole time. They all died in that basement. <laughs> Everyone in that basement from past seasons is dead. But see, that's the difference. They caught them and locked them up, you know. Um, whereas Tommy Elliot just bought the the house next door. Yeah, it's the building. The house next door is the tall building. Um, he is not going to let this go. He has just unveiled. He has this huge vendetta against Batman and Bruce Wayne, and very willingly offered up like Bruce Wayne is Batman to Bruce's cousin. So like, <laughs> he's shocked. <gasps> Granted, right, right. granted, he's yeah, he's supposedly going to Arkham, but he straight up says as he's being arrested, um, some money in the right hands and I'll be out of here in an hour. So, yeah. yeah, so I'd like to think we'll see him again. I think we will. And I think he'll be even now he will have a vendetta against Kate. Yeah. And, and well, not just Kate, but Batwoman. He doesn't know that there's this whole city yet. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think now this gives him a reason to hate Batwoman and come after her and just be like, fuck all of the Bat people. Just fuck them all. Um, So I think that this was a good way of turning him temporarily for the purpose of this show into a Batwoman, you know, enemy as opposed to just Batman. Because before it's just like, yeah, who cares? Batman's the one that I'm after. Anyone else in the wake, I don't care about them. If they die, they die. But now this this is a this is something to give him purpose to be in the show against Batwoman. So I absolutely believe we're going to see him again. I don't think that this was a villain of the week situation. This is just the beginning for Tommy Elliot, I think. And I hope that in light of, you know, Hush coming out as an animated movie, and despite us all hating it and any self-respecting person hating it. Um, or anybody who, like, can read. <laughs> people, some <laughs> other people really did like it. Like, mainstream, not super comic nerdy people. Brian Dunn. Did like it. What? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can't go there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is seething with rage. He will absolutely punch Ryan in the mouth the next time he sees him. Um, But yeah, so uh, other people did enjoy that movie. It did do well. So um, I think that they they might actually take the opportunity to bring Hush in as a villain. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe he'll stay Tommy Elliott forever. But... um, just so just so everyone is aware, because I looked it up while we were talking about Ruby Rose's age. She doesn't um, rub babies on her face. She does not rub babies on her face. It's I mean, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't say that. Turns out she's just Australian, and Australian uh, women tend to be fucking beautiful. So it's koalas? Yeah. You just rub koala fur on your face every night before bed. Ancient ritual. Um, is that a lesbian thing? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, but, okay. Oh, that's okay. a different fur. Kate, Kate, Kate. squeak laughing (laughs) i don't know uh kate kane in this show it says born january 1990 or 1991 so essentially she's like 28 or 29 right now soon to be 30 so that's that's around where um, I don't know where they got this, but this is on the, the arrow.fandom.com wiki. So it's true. So it's true. Yep. Confirmed. It's been vetted. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, like they always have this shit like uh, yeah, correct. I believe them. Yeah. I don't know where they got it. I don't know what the source is. But, like, somebody I know just interviews true. a producer at some point and gets all those garbage facts. Saw her, saw her license. Let's see. In the rabbit hole, Kate mentions her birthstone is a garnet, January, and states she spent half her life searching for Beth. She and Beth were celebrating their bat mitzvah the day of the accident, making them either 12 or 13 at the time, which places either 1990 or 1991 as their birth year and makes them 27 or 28 in 2018. Oh, right, because this show is taking place in 2018 right now. Isn't it? Yes, because they haven't broke out of Arkham yet, which could be another way that Hush gets out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So, hey, we got it. So, basically, Batwoman is my age, but, like, five months older. That's easy for me to remember. Not so much for all of the listeners. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay, so I, oh, what did you think of Tommy as a, a character at all? Like his, the way that the actor portrayed his personality, the way he looked, anything like that? I, I found it kind of interesting the way he basically at every opportunity he would both reference the fact that he and Bruce are in fact still currently best friends and also he fucking hates him. <laughs> yeah. Like there was no, yeah, man, we're absolute best friends just forever and I will not hide my disdain for him at all. Um, Bob, as someone that doesn't have the same emotional attachment to Hush... I just like Paul being on fire today. I know, right? It's amazing. Like, literally, the candle got him on fire. Yeah. Um, but wh- how did you feel about the new character? I, I Again, I my whole thing is I was just worried that they were going to write him off as quick as they did. I wanted him to actually be around a lot more. Um, I wanted it introduced as just somebody else looking for Bruce Wayne that she had to kind of hide from. Him ending up... In, in some sort of restraints, you know, being being collected by the authorities by the end of the episode. I feel like it escalated way too quickly. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. They could have done a, a like a three, you know, kind of mini run with him here uh, for but, a little bit to bring it, you know, to just to kind of raise the stakes of it. Because with him being such a major character. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the acting and everything else, it's like, all right, cool. An arrogant rich kid that wants everything. All right. I'll, I'll buy that. I, I liked I liked him disliking Bruce. Um, I, f- I feel like generally like as Tommy, the, the face, the front, he should have been a little bit less of a cocky piece of shit. But yeah. Look, my dick's bigger. There, there was no Bruce there to like, keep him humble and keep him in check. So he just was himself out in public. Honestly. Yeah. I feel like that's true because he's normally like trying to keep himself composed to be like the better, cooler person when Bruce is around. All right, so let's um, let's move on from from Tommy. Let's give Paul a little bit of time to just take some deep breaths, recenter himself, and come back with a with a clear head, not just enraged about Hush and and how deeply disappointed other iterations have left him. Hey, DC on RMD listeners, if you love our shows, please share with your friends and review. With every share and or review, you help our show climb those charts. Whenever you listen or wherever you listen, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher or Google Play, remember to share those links each and every episode. I cannot read. Hmm. Hmm. Overrated. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's talk about the mom, Catherine. Is that her name, Bob? I think so. Is that Perfect. her? Is that is, not? Is, I, isn't that? That's a real question. Kate's name. <gasps> it's spelled but with a K. Did Atlas write this show? I don't know if anyone will get that joke. Yeah, Troy Baker will. Yeah, yeah, but Troy Baker arguably does not listen to our show. I bet he'd hope he does. I Please would, listen, Troy. I would kill myself with joy if he did, but he doesn't. Just, be just drop us a line, Troy, if you listen. <laughs> Troy Baker, love us. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Bob talks so much about like, yeah, Lauren's so professional, and I'm just an ADD kid in the studio like the past two weeks. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
But okay. still the most professional host we got. God, that's upsetting. I talked about rubbing babies in Koala for being Australian poon hair. So, yeah. Poon hair. It's like it's a medical term. Poon hair. I, I, I you can't that. right now? I don't like poon. The word. Poon. Just, poon hair. You're not going to, the filter's not going to let that pop. Are we just, are we just going to confirm or move on that the mother's name is Catherine? You know, I was looking, um, but I can't confirm it. I don't remember. So the mother, she's just mom and I hate her. Whatever her name may be. Whatever. Um, she is sketchier and sketchier with each episode. So when Alice broke into their apartment and she was in their bedroom and she was, I don't know, screwing with the mom's makeup, you know, using her mirror to like touch herself up, sprayed her perfume, stuff like that. She left three cards on that little like desk there. Confirmed. Catherine Hamilton Kane. Thank you very much. Um, also, that's super weird. Dad married a lady that has the same name as his daughter. I mean, he can't control her name. And also she's Asian. So it's not like he literally tried to marry his daughter, but it is odd. He literally tried to marry his daughter, didn't he? <laughs> I was like, wow, Paul, thanks for ruining a joke. It's fine. It's cool. Um, but okay, so she she left three playing cards on the desk there. First of all, those cards are kind of cool. Secondly, uh, <laughs> I'm bad at poker. So did they mean anything? That's what I'm wondering. They, it was the, the two. Two of hearts is the only one I remember. Okay, so the it was the two was cool. of hearts, the eight of black something clubs i want to say it might have been spades and then the three of i want to say diamonds yeah it was definitely so, diamonds i don't remember the numbers okay it was three it was two eight three were the numbers okay. um so it was an two two of hearts eight of either clubs or spades and then a three of diamonds and i don't know what any of that means i it it absolutely had to mean something because she got freaked out when they were there you know and Alice doesn't do anything without it being deliberate. She just doesn't. She's mm-hmm. calculated like that. So I'm wondering if it's just the numbers. Like I mean, even, even back to like Alice in Wonderland lore, does I know that like the the various queens had like card soldiers. Yeah, but I mean, that number doesn't stand yeah. out specifically. I'm, I'm reading theories and none of them really make sense. Like it, they all seem stretches. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. The two of hearts can refer to the joining of marriage or bad news of the way uh, is on the way. The eight of clubs refers to professional joining success. Of marriage and bad news on the way. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, professional success, despite personal difficulties or that there's a woman who can't be trusted. The three of diamonds means success or the partnering with a relative to bring good fortune. Uh, that seems like a stretch. So, yeah. so each of these cards means something great or something awful. Yeah, it's just like we'll, it, we'll see what happens. You could die or you could live. Oh, nice. Yes, equal odds. Um, I yeah, I mean, I I don't know. There is something called um, I don't know if that's a real name for it, but like cartomancy. There basically, there's like there's like card reading shit, and the playing cards absolutely are like a thing in that um it it's bizarre it's like tarot cards but less cool um 
You can, you can just bust it out with any deck of cards instead of having to go to a party with your tarot cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, could, you could read the cards and then you could play rummy. Weird, I hate it. Gin? Gin, rummy. Help, help your neighbor. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it means. I feel like it almost looked like we were supposed to know what it means, but... I have a feeling we're not going to find out until yeah, I, yeah. I, it we, clicks later. We were at least supposed to see and vaguely remember at least that there were cards there, if not specifically what the cards were, because they were the very numbers. intricate, nice designs. Yeah. Um, the cards looked cool and we got a real good shot at them, right? You know, before she put in the effort to swipe them into the drawer. It means something to her. But I mean, yeah, yeah. even even two, eight, three might be the takeaway. Like suits I mean, might not matter. I, yeah, that's that's my is the suits aren't really the focus but more so the numbers um how do we feel about dad moving forward papa kane um because like his his wife Catherine, is absolutely sketchy right she swooped those cards right off the table right into the drawer um and then dad came in and said like hey uh, she was playing a song on Beth's cello. It was, you know, we always used to call it our song. It was Bach and um, blah, blah, blah. And and she automatically just goes into, no, 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 come on. No, 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 you can't. Don't let her in. Like, she could have seen something on the internet, like one of one of Beth's recitals or something. It's like, yeah, but she doesn't know that that's important. Whatever. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. She's a YouTube star. She could have had that. God. You know, so, so it's like, uh. Dad has to have a reason why he why he he thinks or is saying that like Beth is dead. I I don't think the skull fragment bull. I like I think that's bullshit. Um, I think there is something else, some other reason that he thinks Beth is gone. But I have I have no idea what it is or why he thinks that because like he clearly doesn't think that. Like even if there's a you know a shadow of a doubt. If if he got confirmation, absolutely, your daughter is dead. These are her bones. Then he wouldn't even consider, like, okay, yeah, maybe this is her because he knows that she's dead. So his his reason for thinking she's dead is not a good reason. But we don't know why that is yet, and I have no idea how stepmom factors into that. But I feel like she is somehow on the other side of it, possibly the one feeding him like bad information and. Preventing him from yeah. looking for her further. I mean, depending on where she came into their life, like timeline wise, that's my thought is, um, is that she's been preventing him from looking further or anything like that. And it's she, possible that and she knows a lot. She knows a lot. Cause you think about even last week, you know, she knew about the knife. She knew the knife was important. Yeah. She knows it's Beth. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, she knows like she's just hiding stuff. Yeah, she knows it's Beth and doesn't want her husband to find out. And I don't, I mean, I I don't necessarily think that she was involved with them at the time of, like, the car crash or at the time of, like, right right after the car crash, like, directly in the aftermath. But it's possible that he could have met his new wife during that time when they were still searching for, um, you know, Beth. And the mom died in the crash, confirmed. You know, they pulled the body out. She was dead. Mm-hmm. So... A vulnerable man meets a a woman that he gets along with, blah, blah, blah. She's there for him, gets 
rid of any trace of his other daughter or at least encourages him not to keep looking. I mean, that's possible, but also it's possible that they met later and that she, maybe she tried to look for Beth for him to help him and found her, found what she had become and just swept it all under the rug because appearances, baby. The whole marriage is a sham and she is just covering for what she knows happened to Beth because her mentally ill brother, Jarvis Tetch, captured her. But jumping back to the very beginning of the episode, um, Alice has a nightmare and she she like pulls a stitched yeah. together face out of water. The very um, beginning yeah, m- of the episode. Maybe that was like mom or something. But like, honestly, my immediate assumption was that is the Alice mask that Hatter makes the girls he kidnaps wear. So I'm still like fully committed to she was abducted by Matt Hatter and that's why she is Alice now. Yeah, I mean, and that's totally possible. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not against that theory. I think that would be really cool, especially since she, she's become a villain in her own right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not, I I wouldn't be upset about that. I just, she, she has become a villain rather than a hostage or a sidekick or a lackey. Yeah. She's not, she's not Harley Quinn to the Joker. She is a. Just an absolute hostage who had lost her mind because he's crazy. And uh, now she's her whole own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's entirely possible. Um, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. But we'll see. But again, it's it's good that we have questions and theories and seem excited about possibilities. And the opportunities to just totally make up stuff that might be wrong, but it feels right in your head. All I've uh, made a, a whole career out of that. <laughs> um, right. And I have about a 2% batting average. Um, Hashtag headcanon never fails. Yes. Headcanon is always better than what is written. All right. So, uh, I mean, all of that is still just questions and questions and questions however we did get one question answered this week and that is what is the gadget of the week <laughs> i can find tropes <laughs> quit <laughs> that's not really the question we got answered though it was when are we getting oh you're looking to me for this yep. paul's just hijacking this show <laughs> You I got can, things you, to say. You can punch him anytime you want. Um, I can't reach him. You can get up. I'll fill. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so we got we got the suit this week. We were wondering when Batwoman would appear as Batwoman instead of just like, who's that Batman? Why has he got boobs? But <laughs> who the heck is that small girl Batman? <laughs> but yeah, she. Uh, I I'm very pleased. I really appreciate that instead of a whole like half a season of Kate, what are you going to do? You got this city all up in in a tizzy about Batman. Everybody got their hopes up and now he's not here. You can't keep putting this off, Kate. You got to do something, Kate. You got to make a decision, Kate. So she fucking made a decision. Three episodes in, she went, okay, you know what? You're right. I kind of messed things up. I got people's hopes up. I got the city all up in a... uh, uh, a craze about Batman and he's not here and 
now his enemies are starting to get a little weird about it, putting creepy stuff out in the street and stuff, calling him out. So I need to let everyone know that it's not Batman. Did you want that Done. to be a real body? Yeah. I was kind of disappointed. Is that a little bit like sick to say that? I mean, but- it was staged with like blood and everything. So like it might as well have been. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I wanted them to dress somebody up like because I always think of the hockey pad scene. Like, I'm not wearing yeah. hockey pads, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, they dressed somebody up as Batman and killed him. I'm yeah, all, I would buy that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go, like you said, they already put the fake blood there. Who cares who was actually in there? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm a little bit glad it wasn't a real person, though, because if it was, then that would have spawned a whole other fucking story. It would have been a whole other thing. Well, yeah. we got to look into why this person was killed. What connection do they have to someone who's looking for Batman? Yeah. It just would have been a whole other Thing. They might have also used their allotment of mature content for the episode with the uh, with the removed face in the opening scene. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that, but okay. I mean, listen, we're we're on the CW, but we're not on like PBS. Yeah, we're not on like Freeform or something. You know, that's what ABC Family is, right? Who knows? No. Yeah. Yes, it okay. is. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, stuck in between two episodes of Boy Meets World. Did did anyone notice differences in the suit between this and the pilot? Or not the pilot, but the crossover? Not specifically, but I have not watched the crossover since the crossover aired. What did you see? Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing nothing super specific. I thought the bat was a slightly different shape, but that was probably nothing. I just uh, can't wait till next season when they make the wig look better and the whole suit will be aces. The wig doesn't even look bad. What don't you like about the wig? Have you? I, okay, first of all, fuck you. Have you ever dealt with a wig before? Have you ever had to deal with a wig? Let alone getting it Have to you stay seen Paul's on luscious a hair? cowl. Yeah. Paul's luscious hair. He doesn't need a wig. But he would just dye that shit red and pull it out the top of the cowl. Wigs work differently than hair. The 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 out the top is is my big issue. So that she can have bangs over her over her sweet bat face. Um, I just I just want it a little bit more comic booky and coming just straight like out the back and down. I don't want like the front quaff. Is that what that is? It doesn't matter. Not Hair a stuff. It's just like a little like right. free I hanging just, bang. I don't want it though. Okay. Just well, I'll, I'll put it back. They probably did that because it would have looked awkward with the way that everything is. I mean, you're absolutely right. There's there's, you know, reasons for everything, but like it doesn't not look awkward now. So just let me see it the other way. Let me try it. Let me try it out. You want him to redesign a whole suit so you could see which one looks better no, to you. No, just swoop the hair back. So mad. That wig looks great. Okay. It's so hard to make a wig cooperate with with other things like headpieces and stuff. And it's like full on attached to the cowl. Mm-hmm. Like like it's like a helmet situation for her. And it doesn't look sucky. You will eat your wig and you will like it or no dessert for you, sir. Mm. Hey, Luke, where do we keep <laughs> the birthstone colored spray paint? <laughs> she probably just went to a store. I, honestly, I thought the painting of the suit was a little weird. Why didn't they just use red material? He had to replace the bat anyway because rail guns. But not important. 
the red and black looks great. I don't care how they made it. Um, because it's probably they already had that sort of like polyurethane or whatever. It's probably not polyurethane. That's not strong <laughs> enough. But you know what I mean. They probably already had that like sort of rubberized material, whatever it is. Um, there. You can tell them in, just the fuck off in black, so it's easier to paint things. Most <laughs> things are painted, Paul. Things can be too colors. I've never hosted a show with someone. I'm I'm being a horrible producer because I'm just watching the fucking. (laughs) I've never hosted a show with someone that that didn't like like do like firsthand cosplay stuff for themselves. So like I'm getting unnecessarily annoyed with your responses. I painted some like three foot tall boots for you and I will let you know they did not look great. So painting the bat just isn't going to fly with me. Well, no, what happened was my ex-boyfriend. I have direct experience with that. My ex-boyfriend sprayed them with a clear coat that was not meant for that. And I told him to do a test patch to, to see if it would be as flexible as it needed to be. He did not do that. He sprayed the entire like length of the thigh high boots. Uh, they actually would have been fine if they had not been coated in the clear coat. So you did okay, bud. It's not your fault. They looked like shit after that because they were cracking. Oh, gadget of the yeah. week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this has become uh, friend banter. Cu- I'm sorry. Yeah. Or couples counseling between you two. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Gadget of the week. It's going to be a thing, huh? It's going to be a thing. We're going to see shark spray. Let's talk about Alice. (laughs) You're just going to throw it. I'm I'm hoping that at some point Luke is just like, hey, we're going to, we're pretty committed to this now. Like you got your own suit. So just here's all the gadgets here. Yeah, I think so. I think this first season is going to be a big old like learning curve for both of them because he has not been the Alfred to a bat before. Right. Um, It's, it's a learning situation for both of them. So eh, whatever. It doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers you, Bob. I, yeah. I, I just again I, I I just see it as like this weird crutch that every week I know whatever gadget is going to get picked up is going to save whatever's happening. And as soon as they were going to blow those elevators, I was like, I wonder what double hooked contraption is going to save the elevators. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Let's chalk it up to people needing it's an like intro when you, to gadgets. It's kind of like when you play the video game and you haven't unlocked a certain weapon yet. Yeah. And then you get the weapon. You're like, I bet you, I'm going to need this to fight the next guy. Okay. So let me ask you something, though. So if they weren't doing that and Kate, who has training in you know combat and stuff like that and general like weapons and firearms and stuff like normal things that someone might use in combat in this day and age um but doesn't have the experience with like weird tech gadgets that only fucking batman has um you're saying there's not a double grappling hook in lesbian boot camp (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i'm impressed she hit tommy with a batarang first try yeah Uh, but like but but so my point being is if they weren't doing this uh, this 
gadget of the week situation with Luke telling her what it is and then her using it later on. First of all, do you think that we would be like, come on, you expect me to believe that she just automatically knows how to use Bruce's entire arsenal that of gadgets? That is true, because unless, like, the first shot of her using it was one hook hits her directly in the chest. Yeah. Because she doesn't understand that it shoots out both sides. Right. But then it just becomes an, an awful Three Stooges episode <laughs> of her bumbling through. Knocks her backwards, and now she's just falling with the elevator. <laughs> also, I absolutely would have been like, wait, 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 wait. What the hell is that? If they hadn't been like, it's a double grappling hook. I would have been like, okay, no, come on. A She's saving lives with this pointy ways. metal dildo now. <laughs> Let's be honest. It would be confusing. I think it's a little bit necessary for a hero that's based in like gadgets. Yeah, we don't need Batman to explain it because he's Batman. He's Batman. He ordered them all to be made. He knows how they work. He's Batman. Mm-hmm. People but that are just going through the... the dro- it's it's almost like... Uh, uh, Jesus, I just drew a blank. <laughs> she is the tutorial level. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely uh, like accidentally impale and or kill myself if I wandered into the Batcave and just started grabbing things. I'd be like, ooh, what's this do? There goes a finger. Like I just shot myself in the eye. I am now deaf for the rest of my life. I don't know what button I pressed. I I really just so the railgun really quick. Um, Bruce has this railgun made to use against somebody if if the bat suit ever falls into the wrong hands. If the bat suit ever fell Rest into in the peace, Terry. Well, just. Okay, so the the bat the bat suit fell into the wrong hands. Oh no, this criminal is now unkillable by chest shots with bullets. Like that's not you don't need a countermeasure for that. They also never tested anything except the bat. So could like could the deagle probably go right through arms and and other body parts? Because the bat is like the hardest part of the suit. Yeah, and we know that yeah, because this is know. his suit. I don't know. That's a good question, but I don't think so. I think the whole suit is intended to be at least like bulletproof for the most part. Uh, if somebody steals my suit, I'm just using the defibrillator on them until they fucking right. Down. Like you got that covered, you're done. But then Tommy said something about him having it made in case like anything were to ever happen with Bruce, if he were to ever get like. So, so is this his? countermeasure to himself going bad he always has one yeah so it's possible that it might be and luke is just like oh you know in case this suit ever falls into the wrong hands maybe luke doesn't know the entire purpose behind it or maybe he just doesn't want to give yeah or maybe he just doesn't want to give kate you know a false sense of like eh, like your cousin's fucking crazy yeah um but i think tommy knows bruce better than most people know like his just like baseline personality um because they grew up together. They were best friends. He knows the way Bruce thinks. So I'm I'm keen to believe Tommy's version. Um, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, we all know that if Batman creates something or has something designed for him or whatever, um, or if he's faced with some sort of situation, he's always going to create a contingency for it for himself, for every member of the Justice League, for every, like, 
good guy and bad guy. He's whole, always whole stories have around contingency. that contingency. Yeah, a lot of like some of the best stories. Yeah, yeah, some of the best moments between him and like even just Superman are based around like his contingencies for him and and that you know Clark like, winds up trusting him to be that person to have that contingency you know the very beginning of endgame he takes out like the entire jokerized justice league yeah. in like five pages yeah we expected it to be um so if you do not know endgame is the like ultimate wonderful finale to the joker story uh of the new 52 written by scott snyder and drawn by greg capullo um and yeah there's like a, a whole jokerized justice league uh joker actually like infects them uses like the joker gas or whatever mm-hmm. right and uh and you think it's going to be a whole thing like, oh, no, Bruce is going to have to take out every single member of the Justice League. But it's like Done. first five pages. He just goes from one member to one member to one member. And he just takes them all out like instantly. He knows exactly how to do it because he's studied it in case of this emergency. God, he's a badass. Um, but uh, we're talking about Batwoman. So <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a problem is... Because Batwoman has a shorter history, it's hard to compare things to just, like, Batwoman and, and just to Batwoman comics and not be bringing in but, but, Batman the whole yeah, time. I don't think it's going to be an issue just because we, all we're doing is relating things that we know about gadgets and yeah, I mean, toys. The, the topic and, naturally came up because of contingencies that happened in the show. I, okay. So. They do bring up Bruce constantly in the show. Um it's no secret that Batwoman wouldn't be around if not for Bruce. So, okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, I, I, I do want to get back on track about Alice, though, because I cannot quite make up my mind about where this is going to go. Um, she is one part bad, one part good, three parts crazy. Um she you know she saves Kate's life and then chalks it up to well I just have plans for you but you know first episode she was like Kate I'm gonna I'm gonna make you see that you should join me and we'll rule this city together and she when she was going through all of her all all of those like boxes and stuff at dad's penthouse um she found Kate's box labeled with her name and found you know, her old lunchbox from when she was a kid that Kate kept and the fucking map in there mm-hmm. with all of the locations that Kate was searching for her every single day. And she saw how much effort Kate put into that and how she she always kept it. She never forgot about her sister. She took the time to keep these things as a reminder of like, my sister is missing and I hope one day somehow I'll find her, even if that doesn't seem realistic. And that seems to be the most important thing to Alice is to be remembered and cared about. Yeah. And, and Kate obviously has done that. So I, I just have a hard time seeing where they're going to draw that line between I care about my sister and want her on my side and want to keep her. Um, and I hate my dad and 
fuck the city of Gotham. I mean, she she is two characters. She is Alice as well as Beth. Yeah. Um, I mean, right, right. Also, in the beginning of the episode, like pretty quick after that nightmare scene, um, it really seemed like uh, Kate and Alice meet up. They talk a little bit. Kate lays down like some ground rules. It really seems like she's trying to build some sort of alliance with this Alice character. And she crosses over and does some things and does what she wants by the end of it. But um, following following off what you said, when she saves her and says that, you know, I still have plans for you. She follows that line up with something along like screaming torture. But even in I want to say the first episode um, again, like you said, Alice was talking about like, you know, ruling the city as sisters, you know, side by side. So there's. She's just she's very back and forth like I am your sister and I want to be your sister and also like maybe I want to kill you. Yeah. And and we know to an extent how this is going to play out because Alice is going to keep crossing lines that Kate doesn't agree with. You know, like she said, if you kill again, I'm I'm, com- I'm coming after you like this is done. I will not see you as my sister anymore. I will take you down. And, you know, she's going to kill again. She had already killed again by the time Kate said that. Yeah. She killed that guard. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to drive Alice further down a dark path and maybe lump Kate in with her dad. If Kate's not careful, it's, I don't know, but I'm invested. I'm interested. I care. And that's the most important thing. I think I don't need to have all the answers as long as I care about where the relationship is going and, and how they're interacting with each this other. This is almost for me like a weird Catwoman type scenario. Go on. Where you just don't like, I'm just saying in general, like with the character, you can see her side of things a lot of times with the Catwoman character. Sure. On why she's doing what she's doing. Okay. And then you can see her being on Bruce's side. And Alice has that feeling sometimes to me that, yeah, we can get along and do certain things together. I'm not really out to harm you, but fuck you. I'm going to do what I want still. Yeah, yeah, you don't control me, though. Which really is is very similar to Kate's attitude. It's like, I'm yeah. not Batman. <laughs> well, just, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's I'm, how we got this far with Alice. Because, yeah. And so, it, like, it just kind of gives off that feel. I, like, I keep trying to think of a ca- characters that are like that, that are technically deemed villains, but somehow toe that line of being a, on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in, in less interesting relationship stuff, let's talk about... But oh, the C- CW got involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. It was the CW calling in at this moment. <laughs> Join... Join us for the CW portion of the evening where we discuss the relationship drama. Um, Out of nowhere. Because that's what you do when you fall in 10 floors of elevator. Okay. You didn't tell me you dated her or you went to school with her. And you still didn't. So to be fair, um, I I did kind of love it because Sophie's a bitch. Oh, yeah. It was just a phase. Yeah. you, You do not get to treat people like that. Um, like they're just like fucking accessories or something. Like, not that it is necessary because I feel like it's not super important for relationships to talk about your previous relationships, but like it always comes up. It always happens at some point. You talk about your exes with your current individual, especially how, if it relates to your life in any yeah. way. How if you are dated- they married? 
Yeah. And he... Because she is specifically holding back information from him. That's how. He thinks he married someone that he knows, but he doesn't because she's a lying little bitch. I hate Sophie. Sophie sucks. Sophie sucks. Not a key piece of news. I went to uh, school with the boss's daughter. Yeah, like... Even, like, just that. Just that statement. Saying that like that at some point. Yeah. I, you didn't bang her, did you? <laughs> I, heard okay. she, I heard she has short hair. Are you into that? Because I am. If you still are. If you, if you wanted to bang her, just let me know. I understand not disclosing, like... The sex part of it. All of the nitty-gritty details. Like, oh, yeah, we used to meet up every Thursday and bone. Like, it's, I get it. But, you know, definitely saying she's like, one of the 10. What the hell <laughs> saying like, hey, yeah, uh, I went to I, I have a hard time believing that it wouldn't come up if Kate ever came up in conversation or like, you know, oh, how'd you get started with the crows? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, I went to school here. Um, I actually went to school with the boss's daughter. We were pretty close for a while. We kind of had a thing. And then um, it was frowned upon and we went our separate ways. She quit the school and and I dedicated myself to my career because that was the most important thing to me at the time. And I found you and everything's better. Even leaving out that last part that you just <laughs> said, like that's a totally normal thing to to talk about when you're discussing real actual parts of your life with someone who is your partner. Like what the hell? Why like god, are you just so ashamed that you like pussy? I'm sorry. Sorry. That might be the best thing I've ever heard you say. (laughs) It's not for everybody. That's going to come up on like every Rain Man show and everything else now. Oh my God. Uh. Sorry. I should have said vagina. (laughs) I'm just really mad. Just own up to it. Embrace yourself. As soon as it started happening, I was like, I I could feel my eyes start rolling like slot machines. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Here it comes. And her her whole, like, she she basically assigned herself to uh, be security for Mary. And obviously she did that to try and either keep an eye on Kate or get dirt on Kate from Mary. So, like, the fact that she is still very much... And not even necessarily into Kate, but like wants to know everything all the time, which is not better. Yeah. Um, it, and and isn't she's that ex that's going to the Facebook profile every once in a while. Refresh, saying, refresh. The yeah. page is real time. Refresh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I, I, I saw you did this the other day. You're not even my friend on these things. Ow. <laughs> I but uh, everything's coming up, Kate. Because Reagan's hot. She's also like real smart and no nonsense or observant. I'm not going to say not that she mm -hmm. isn't smart, but she's super observant and like no nonsense. Yeah. Hey, I could tell that you like me. Do you want to do a date and probably bone later in the show? For sure. (laughs) That's your ex. She's staring at us. Yeah. I mean, damn, that's that's great. With a girl that's observant, like she's going to figure out. Right away, right? Like, this is the Probably. first person she outs herself to, not as lesbian. The, but the, as first, the first time she gets saved from something, I'm Bone and Bat Lady. <laughs> I just, 
I I don't know. She's an impactful character for somebody that really only had like five lines and like three minutes in. She got good eyebrows too. I just, I just want to know if there's something more to her. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if I just feel sketchy. Like I want this to you be question just a, everybody now. At yeah, this point. I just want this to be a good thing for, um, for Kate, but I don't know for sure. And I don't know if she has a comic book counterpart. The only Reagan that's blonde like that, that I know of is, uh, in Aquaman it's Reagan Irving and she's an FBI agent. So <laughs> that could also be a big part of it. Um, do you think, do you think she works for the mom? Oh shit. No, I hadn't just, even thought of that, Paul. No, I didn't think that. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, Everything's pissed. circling around the mom just being the sketchiest bitch ever. Yeah. She is. Uh God, I yeah, I just I don't know. I I want her to just be a good thing for Kate. But I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Um, I, I oh, I'm just I, I'm frustrated. I want to know, but it does make me feel really good just to have that happen in front of shitty Sophie. So that was that was my highlight of the episode, which is kind of weird and ultimately so petty of me, and I don't care. It's not because she's it's- she's becoming the most hate. Like if we had to rank hated people on the show for actions. Oh, definitely her, and then that's probably it. Mom. And, and then mom. Oh, yeah, her and then mom, yeah, for sure. But it, it's like the jealous <laughs> jealous girlfriend's number one right now. Especially when she's not even open with, like, her husband or anything like that. Like, I bet. Well, and it's it's almost like a like a counteraction to, so, so the ex is, she is the CW element in this show. And so having a character that just kind of, like, fucks over the CW element, like, I'm about it. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Also, I mean... Honestly, with Sophie, I I could understand not disclosing all of that info. Maybe it never really came up that she went to school with Kate because Kate was gone. Kate was out of the picture. She wasn't around, you know, she wasn't being talked about at work. I get it. Um, but when she comes back and gets introduced to her husband to for for her to not be like, sorry, that was kind of awkward. Um, Kate and I went to school together. We used to be pretty close. In fact, we we kind of we had feelings for each other. You don't even need to go into all the details. Just be like, yeah, it was sort of a romantic thing and uh, it was threatening my career. So I told her to move on and here we are. Now I'm married to you. Like, okay. Thanks for the update, wife. But yeah, I mean, now she's got a hot blonde bartender question mark. She seems too smart for that, but we'll see undercover fbi agent i hope it's not her (laughs) all right let's take a quick break when we come back we'll talk about our final thoughts hey dc comic fans want to learn more about batwoman check out batwoman volume one the many arms of death fresh from her adventures in detective comics Catherine kane returns with her own dc rebirth title and an intriguing new mystery to solve in batwoman volume one the many arms of death 
Check out the podcast description of this episode for details. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free... So, all right. Let's get into final thoughts here. Let's talk about this. Um, Bob, what... What are your final thoughts on it? What's your rating? I'm going to I'm going to give this a 75, mainly because I'm worried about the hush story. Um I really wanted more out of that and I I hope they didn't bury him fill in of the week type style. Um and but overall the, the action scenes were good. I had a little kind of iffy with some special effects because it looks like they're green screening some things and doing things in studio when they're on the top of the buildings and you look in the background yeah it, it's not as clean as it probably should be um the blacks aren't there it's not as dark uh as you know a normal cityscape um so you could definitely tell that yes we've shot a lot of things in chicago but now we're in a soundstage and so that 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 I'm going to I only bring it up because it's one of those things that just kind of takes me out of the scenario. And I'm just looking at the background as they're having this intense scene between sisters on the top of the roof or, you know, you know, anything else that was going on on rooftops this week. Um, So but but overall, they're they're continuously moving the story forward. Little down on the, the CW aspect that they brought in, um, because they, again, it's opening up the focus to other characters, and right now they probably should just mainly be focusing on the sisters. So that's where I am. Okay. Okay. Um. I think I'm gonna go with you. Uh, I'm gonna pick a, a 75 for the rating. This episode was good. It had a lot of things I liked, um, but it was pretty, like, I, I don't want to say it was all right, as in, like, yeah, it sucked. Like, no, it was it was a good standard episode. I don't think I was particularly overly excited about much of anything except for um, Tommy Elliott being introduced, you know, and by the time we got to the end of the episode, I was like, okay, I'd like to see more of him. I feel like we are being set up for a vendetta here. Um, so I'm good with that, but the suit was a big thing for me. Um, I mean, she got a new love interest, which is cool, but may or may not be good in terms of story. <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. We have yet to to find out what that's going to be. And the first scene with the the nightmare that Alice was having, that Beth was having, um, that was the thing that really, really hooked me. And I want to know what happened to Beth. I, I want to know what happened to her. So um, 
that was like, uh, and then kind of let me down because we didn't get anything. And I just need to know. I know they're trying to draw it out, but gimme, <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Paul, what did you think? Um, I'm pretty sure I gave the last episode a 75. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like a 70 for this one. Cause this was better than the first, but not quite as good as the second episode was, uh, for me anyway. Um, like Bob said, the, some of the rooftop fight scenes and the green screen didn't look incredible, but I will still absolutely take those if, you know, we're avoiding the general floating through the air, gliding through the sky kind of CG elements. They're still just kind of staying away from that. And I'm all for that. Um, the, the action that we did see, you know, none of it looks tragic. Um, it's all solid choreography, no real complaints there. Um, yeah, I mean, the, they have given me reasons to keep watching. I'm hoping that we'll get to see Tommy again and get more from that. But I know that eventually we'll get uh, more details on Alice's story. What happened to her? That opening scene hooked me right away. I wish they had delved into that and her like that aspect of her a little bit more in this episode, since that was the opening scene. And then we don't get any more from that, but it's got me ready to keep watching. So I'm in. All right. So I I kind of want to leave everyone with a little quote that I found um, from the showrunners. Um, in regards to the relationship uh, for Kate, that's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm always concerned when someone has a romantic aspect going on while they're a hero. Um, but... Uh, One of the showrunners, Caroline Dries, said, when we had a character who was so defined by her sexual orientation, just naturally by the press and what makes her unique, it was important for me that that was a major part of the show and that we're not shying away from it. On a macro level, we, we just want Kate to be in a romantic situation. Then on a story level, Kate has now by this time embraced her identity as Batwoman and has kind of committed to being the city's new hero, and she wants it to be easier than it is and realizes very quickly, yeah, now I see why Bruce Wayne never had a long-term girlfriend and never got married. Sounds like things are going to get pretty complicated for her, uh, according to an article that I'm reading from comicbook.com. So let's see how this goes, but I hope that however things end up, She doesn't get betrayed. (laughs) All right. uh, That's going to do it for today's DC on RMD. (laughs) Batwoman edition. (laughs) Our notes still say Batman lady edition. Uh, Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on RMD episodes on DC on RMD.com. Anywhere you consume regular uh, podcasts and shows and stuff like that. And then follow us on our social media. Just look for us, DC on RMD. Thanks a lot. Mother of God, would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour. Now it's less. <laughs>